0: You are listening to the Fancy Free podcast where my girlfriends and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett and I am your host. And today I have with me, I, I guess I think I'm the most excited. I'm, I'm kind of fangirling, but I really fangirled the first time I met her. So I, I've gotten that out of my system a little bit. Today I have with me Jane Hamill. She is my new designer guru and the person who put together the course that I took once I decided that I wanted to open a line of women's loungewear and went, wait, but I'm a family physician and a mom and I don't know how to do this. Help. And then I I found Jane. I took her class. It was monumental. Then I actually met her at a conference. I practically tackled her in the hallway (laughs) and now I have her on my podcast. So I'm so excited. (laughs) So good. Jane, thank you so, so much for being with me.
1: I am so excited to be here. I'm fangirl right back at you, baby.
0: <laughs> You're so cute. Okay, you guys, let me tell you a little bit about Jane, and then I'm going to have her tell you the rest. But what I know about Jane is that she's, she's a pivot expert. <laughs> she's, so she's a fashion designer. And when she was young and unencumbered, she had her own line of clothing and her own storefront, which is like, oh, such a dream come true. It sounds like so much fun, except for that you actually have to, you know, do the, books and stuff, which sounds awful. So she had this successful store and this successful fashion line, which not only she sold in her own store, but she wholesaled out to popular stores like Nordstrom, etc. And then when she got married and started having kids and then had her second child and realized she really needed to be able to give more of herself to her family and specifically a child with some medical issues, she decided she needed to figure out a plan B. So she sold her store And she decided that she would do something a little different. So she's done many things since then, but she has all this experience and wisdom from having done it herself. And now she teaches people who didn't even go to fashion school and other creatives who have other creative products, how in the world to navigate this world. So she teaches creative entrepreneurs and business owners how to market and sell more products. She says, when you build a loyal following for your brand, you don't have to worry about where your next sale is coming from. So Jane, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do?
1: No, it's great. I'm a mom. I got two now teenagers, which is insane. I'm a wife. I'm a entrepreneur and my current focus is a monthly program called the content club. Because what I've really figured out over the years of working with my own crazy brain as a a former fashion designer and (laughs) boutique owner and selling to Saks and Bloomingdale's and whatever, the ability to sell is what a lot of us are lacking. We are really good at coming up with creative ideas. We're really good at thinking of things we can do, but we don't enjoy asking for the money. So it can be a real struggle. It's a struggle for me. I mean, ask me how I know. I would much prefer Mm -hmm. to just like make podcasts every day without the part of like, (laughs) oh, you should go buy my shit, right? Yes. But you get used to it and you get good at it and it's just practice and then it's normal. So getting sales, getting money, supporting yourself, supporting your team, women having their own money and not having Mm -hmm. to rely on a dude, a sugar daddy, a mom, anything. (laughs) Your own financial freedom is everything.
0: Yes. So amazing. Uh, Let's get to know you a little better with some rapid fire
1: questions. All right. Let's do it.
0: If you could rename yourself, what name would you pick?
1: Marianne. Like, really? Really? Gilligan's Island. From the Gilligan's Island. And (laughs) when I go to Starbucks sometimes, I feel like it's a a gross invasion of privacy when they ask me my name. I'm like, I I don't know your name. (laughs) You play out one of your so I say Marianne. (laughs) Half the time I say Jane and half the time I say Marianne.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. It's kind of fun to play around with it. If you could not fail, what would you do?
1: Hmm. I would reach out to a lot more people to be on their podcasts. People like like when you said you were kind of afraid to talk to me because you didn't know me yet. And you thought I was like a big deal. Well, I'm just me. And they don't seem like just them. They seem like really big deals. And so I'm a little scared to pitch to be on certain podcasts. I mean, I teach marketing. All I do is help people get sales and yes. people get eyeballs on their stuff, you- yeah, when it's my stuff, yeah, that's a that's the crazy brain kicks in bad, yeah
0: thing is so so hard. You were a pioneer. you had a podcast before I knew regular people could have podcasts
1: in the spirit of full disclosure, you have to understand I had a podcast for a year, a pro <laughs> podcast. Because I was so scared to put it on iTunes. Now, I had a YouTube channel. I had a YouTube video with like 80,000 views. No problem there. But for some reason, actual podcast, that's where the big leagues are. YouTubers, that's a bunch of kids doing like flip flops and makeup tutorials. But a podcast, that seemed like a really big deal. So I would just tape it and put it up on my blog, janehamill.com. Ding. You could download it or listen to it there. I was too much of a peep to. Uh-huh. So I, I blamed around, I can't figure it out. I tried, but I couldn't. And then I finally, just a year later, I just did it. Yeah, dude, oh fear. Gosh, I don't know.
0: So, you never know the backstory to what you're listening to. Because right. from my perspective, I decide I want to do a, a line of women's lounge where I have some real specific idea I want to do. So then I'm listening to Side Hustle School. And I hear that this woman who is a like a graphic designer and doesn't have any clothing design experience launched her bra brand. And I was like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. Let me go back and listen and see how she did that. And she took a, an apparel production course. And that's how I, I was like, oh, I need one of those. So that's how I found you. But then from my perspective, I'm taking this course and I'm already a total podcast addict. And then I'm like, oh, and she has a podcast. I'll listen to that too. Cool. And like, if you'd have told me like she struggled and she hid this and she only had it on her own website for a year, I'd be like, why? Yeah. Why? It was until I had a
1: summer intern, a girl from USC, and I was like, here, get me on iTunes. And she did it in like an hour and a half. so stupid. (laughs) I felt like such a dummy. But hey, now I'm here. Have
0: you ever met a celebrity?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to have a a life where I would meet people like that because of my ex-husband's world. And so, you know, like Goldie Hawn and- I didn't meet Jerry Seinfeld, but I walked past him.
0: Wow.
1: Rod Stewart. It was really cool. That's Awesome. That is not my normal life. I don't seek it out or anything. Like, I'm not really into it. I was still like, I'm too cool for that. And then when I would meet him, I'd be like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> it was, it was fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you think, oh, I'm above being starstruck. Totally. And then you're like, yeah. oh, shoot. No, I'm not. When
1: <laughs> the walks by me, I'm like, oh, my God, her skin. Did you see her skin? You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to take women who a lot of times look like they have their stuff together, like we all can look to other people on the outside and share our not so fancy moments with the listeners so that they remember that they're not alone. And also so that they learn that sharing these stories is a really neat, fun way toward connection and intimacy and that humor doesn't always just have to be superficial. So what do you have for us today?
1: Oh, girl. So the first one, it just happened like this year, basically. Oh, oh boy. So I have a membership for anyone who wants to create content to attract their ideal audience to get free traffic to their site to sell whatever they're going to sell, right? So in order to get this whole thing going, the content club, I paid $2,000 to join a program called Tribe from Stu McLaren. And it's basically how to have a business as a membership. And I'm like, all right, lead me Obi-Wan. Um, my friend said she took it. She's got like hundreds and hundreds of members. Like well, I think she's up to a thousand. Lead members. me Obi-Wan. <laughs> I was like, lead me Obi-Wan, Stu. I'll, I will follow you anywhere. Hilarious. Here I am consuming everything Stu says and I'm in his program and I'm just tired and busy and I don't even know. So Stu sent out an email that was really, really good. And so what I decided to do was like, you know, I'm in his course, like he's teaching me everything. I just like cut and pasted it into my email. And then yeah. I typed over it with my own words, right. Thinking mm-hmm. this is no big deal. So I took a portion of Stu's exact words. I think this might be called plagiarism. Um, and
0: <laughs> I call it template.
1: <laughs> yeah. This wasn't in his program. Right. So in the program, he gives you templates, but he just sent an email out that I just took for a template. Okay. Cause you're crafty like that. I'm crafty like that. <laughs> I, I'm sure he meant it as a template for me. Duh. See? He's like, and if you need extra, here's one for you. Okay. So I take it and I don't like put it in a Word doc and work on it. I put it straight into my email provider. Okay. And I type over it. And then I get busy with the kids and somebody's screaming and I don't know what. So at the bottom, it says, and if you want to work with Stu, click here. It talks about Stu. Didn't notice uh-huh. it. Didn't send it for proofreading to my team. Sent it out. Oh, no. I sent an email out of that at the top explains me, at the bottom says <laughs> Stu. <is> <laughs> <laughs> it's And he's going, oh, own- shoot and you want <gasps> to know what happened not one word not one person really no. nobody told you nobody. you're kidding no
0: like you guys i know some of you are reading my emails please help a girl out you
1: know i think the <laughs> email was so freaking long that they're like okay i've been through a third two-thirds of it i'm done like they did like
0: it was they got what they needed that stew thing was buried at the
1: bottom no harm done <laughs> That's how i chose to look at it yeah I didn't get arrested. I didn't get, you know, nothing. But I felt like such... I was like, here I am teaching content and email marketing and I'm ripping off Steve McLaren. Ah! Um, so
0: you're, yes, you're so smart. No, that's part of that brilliance. See right there. She's not, she's definitely not going to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Why would you? Sounds like it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. But you learned a lesson, right? Oh,
1: I'm really, <laughs> I'm like, I am so embarrassed.
0: Yeah, so you live, you learn, you don't die. And then we laugh about it and you move on.
1: Yeah, but I don't think I could have told that story six months ago. I had to let it sit a little while.
0: Yeah, you have to wait till it doesn't hurt
1: quite so bad before you can laugh. You know, it takes time. These things do take time. It takes time to (laughs) overcome our shame.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Okay, what else have you got for me?
1: All right. So for the love of all things holy, it's my son's birthday. It's September before COVID. And every year since like first grade, we have some neighbors that we invite the night of his birthday for like Hang out 20, 30 minutes. Here's the cake. Cheers. You know, and we do this for each other. So my son was turning 16, 16 year old boy. His friend, Jackson is turning 16 and the parents. And Jackson is very artsy and very interesting kid. And I have this really fancy camera that I never use because hello, iPhones have happened and I wanted to take pictures. So I said, Jackson, could you take some pictures of blowing out the candles? And use my fancy camera because it never gets used. And it's really cool when it does get used. So I hand it over to him and he's like, huh, I don't know if it's working. I go, oh, well, maybe it's full or whatever. So he and his mom are trying to figure out the camera and they look at the previous photos. <laughs> that were in there. Oh, dear. Yeah. Lo and behold, one of my good friends is a dermatologist. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's just say, You know, when you're a woman, you know, we have breasts. I'm sure we've all noticed this. And we have sometimes skin tags underneath those said breasts. Yeah, we do. I do anyway. So I took close-up pictures of my nipples, my boob, the skin tag underneath it. Me holding the boob out of the way, like trying to get this dermatologic pimply looking thing. And the 16-year-old boy, I see his face and I'm like, what the hell? Oh no, oh no, hand me that. He and his mom were like, uh-oh, we, we, we can't get it to work. And I was like, oh, what's the problem? What do you mean? And I opened up and I go, oh. I mean, he turned so red. I was just like, I'm so yeah. sorry, dude. I am so sorry. And I was just, I like immediately put it away and pretend it didn't happen, you know?
0: <laughs> always an option.
1: <laughs> you can
0: always just pretend it didn't happen.
1: <laughs> no! Do. i mean we can go trump on it i don't know that's fake news i don't know what you're talking about that never happened so <laughs> yeah. i apologize so much because i know how mortifying oh. it is to be a 16 year old person and nobody wants to see their friend's mom's boob like oh god that would gross.
0: your friend's mom's boob <laughs> no
1: <laughs> like legit legit oh. like totally no
0: all right well let me tell you this as a family physician who has a large family. As my my mother-in-law says, "Oh, you still practice, Joanne? You just have a small concierge practice and nobody pays you." <laughs> I at any given time probably have two or three skin pics of my relatives on my phone <laughs> because they send me this stuff and I look at it and then I'm like, "Okay, yeah, do this, do that, send me this, send me that, whatever." <laughs> you know, I'm like trying to help them out. And for anybody who you know, knows me in real life, I never mind doing a curbside. If I don't know, I'll tell you, I don't know. And of course, I'm not a licensed physician. I'm not anybody's doctor now. But I still have a lot of knowledge that I'm happy to share. So my one day, I got a skin pick from a different two nieces on either side of the United States on the same day. And I was like, now this is a banner day. See, this is why I went to medical school. I'm taking taking care of my nieces. So, I'm really sorry that you showed your son's friend your boob, but having skin pics on the camera, totally normal.
1: Normal, normal. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember her daughter, my friend Sarah, her daughter Evie, looking at her mom's phone. She was looking for something like Barbie doll or something. And she's like looking at pictures on her mom's phone and she's going, Evie, 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 Evie neighbors, trees, rash, 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 Evie, Evie, <laughs> <Yes>. rash, rash. <laughs> Exactly. Hello,
0: <laughs> iPhones were made for a time
1: such as this, right? <laughs> I don't even remember my friend saying, "Look, I need a really clear picture in perfect lighting," and I'm like, oh, "Get yeah. the real camera out for that," you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> especially before the, the iPhones got so good. I have no clue what's on my actual camera because I don't think I've used it in ten years. For all I know, it does have a skin pic oh, of terrible. me, like. There's something in my nether regions that I can't physically see myself. Exactly. Let me snap a picture of it and, you know, take a gander. <laughs> That's just how it's going to roll. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, thank you for the ab workout.
1: <laughs> I have another one, but it's it's a business one. So I don't know if it's it's not as interesting, but it's true. And... I'll take
0: every single story you have.
1: Oh, God. It's not really funny. But it is a huge life lesson. It's it's kind of funny now, but losing $25,000 is not fun. So basically, I'm selling my line to Marshall Fields, which is now Macy's. And they order this lovely velour jogger set. (laughs) And it was like juicy couture time. Okay. So I had this like velour stretch pants and velour... Top or whatever, you know, like I want to say it's joggers in a hoodie, but it was way not cool like that. It was back in the day. Okay, so I offer in this unbelievably cool, really just luxurious stretch velvet that you can sit on, you can do yoga in, you can do headstands. It's just fab, and I'm so excited. I'm all designery about it, and I have black and I have red, and the red is like a deep, rich raspberry. It's just perfect. And I'm like, I am so the man. Like this is so beautiful. So I show them the line. They're like, oh my God, you're completely brilliant. We want to buy all of it. So they do. Great. I go back and stretch velvet was very popular at the time because juicy couture. Hello. And they're like, we can't get you the black, but we can substitute it. And I'm like, what? Black is the new black. There's no substitute. Oh, we have this beautiful deep jade forest green. I'm like, ugh well, I mean, that is really pretty color. Okay. So I go back to the buyer because I don't want to get in trouble. Right. I call her up and I'm like, okay, so you ordered a shit ton of the red and the black, but I can't fill the black. It was, it, let me tell you, the deadline was near. Like I didn't give her a big heads up. Like it's supposed to ship. And I know when, cause I had a retail store, I know when you have dollars allocated for a certain section and somebody doesn't come through, it's hella frustrating. So she didn't want to not have enough inventory. So I put her in a bad spot. I said, so would you accept the green instead of the black? And she said, yes. So I I created it in green and red and shipped it and not realizing it was green and red. And so I go to the (laughs) store and I know, dude, and it's green and red on a stand where it has two red things, two green. I'm like, this looks so awful. It was so ugly. And sure enough, the green didn't sell at all because it was stupid. We wanted green. And the red did sell, but it looks terrible. The black
0: would have sold so well. Oh, I would have done that.
1: But so they asked for markdown money, which is something awful in the wholesale business. And they said, we didn't sell it. We didn't reach the margin that we're supposed to have. So we need you to eat that for us. We will order again. If you agree to a $25,000 slap on the wrist. And I was like, oh. so I took it. I took the That's hit. a big slap. Yeah. And I realized something. I wanted to blame her because I was like, I asked you if green was okay. And you said, yes, mm-hmm. it's on you. Yeah. That's how I thought about it for a long time. And then I got smart and I was like, look, I knew it was wrong. So I had to have a come to Jesus with myself. It was like, what's the right decision in the long run? What's the right now decision? The right now decision was, Mm. I don't want to disappoint them. I need the money. Let's go. I haven't had this great Mm -hmm. big order. This is my big break. Yay. But the right now decision ruined the long-term decision.
0: Yes, that is such a good lesson. You're so right. You have to think long-term. You have to take a 30,000-foot snapshot of what your decisions
1: may look like. Not to mention $25,000 in one day is like really tough. I mean, it didn't, it didn't stop my business, but it hurts. It still hurts. I don't even like fake it. Yeah. And the funny thing is too, it's like, this can be in everything in my life, you know, in everything. I really want to eat half of this cake. That is a right now Mm -hmm. decision. I will feel really good for a few minutes when I get that dopamine cake thing. And then I won't get in my jeans. And I'm not saying I always make the right decision, but. I had to kick
0: my iPad out of my bedroom because I could not discipline myself not to scroll when I should be sleeping. It took me months to figure out that I was doing this to myself. And finally, I was like, that's it. No iPad in the bedroom. The reason I had it in there is because I was reading books on Kindle. But then it was an iPad, not just a Kindle. I still miss it. (laughs) Like, I loved doing that. It felt really good in the moment. But it was totally killing my rest, which has such, you know, massive ripple effects in your life. And this is something that really is hard to watch your kids learn too. And we never fully learn it. I mean, we're you and I are full grown adult ladies who have mortgages and cars and everything else. And here we are still making decisions that feel good in the moment but do not serve our long term goals or our long term health or our long term well being. It's so important to remember to
1: look at the long term. Even that we think we could rely on discipline is hilarious. Because
0: nobody <laughs> yes, exactly. has that much willpower. Out, you have to trick yourself or you have to set up the circumstances so that the thing that you want to do is not easy and natural. Because yeah. you're not going to have the discipline in the moment. I mean, yeah. come on. Decisions have consequences. And even if we're forgiven, even if we forgive ourselves, those consequences do not get erased. And that's what is so hard for the teenage brain. Yeah.
1: God, it's so true. And it's so fascinating to me. I saw this thing one time why are teenagers so lazy and rude? And I was like, well, I don't know, but they're Oh God, they're so lazy and rude. And so I opened it up and they showed, I'm, I'm very influenced by science. I noticed like if you can scientifically prove something to me, like I'm in. That's why I like transcendental meditation because they showed me the brain of what happens to your brain. So they showed a regular adult. They showed a teenage brain and they showed a schizophrenic person's brain. And the teeny brain looked hella like the person who's schizophrenic.
0: I tell my kids, your neurons are not even fully attached until you're 25. Like you aren't even capable of making reasonable decisions totally. I look back on myself at that age and I think I would have been so pissed if my mom said that to me. But I'm like, I was so mad when my mom would tell me stuff like this. And so you can take it or leave it. But I just want you to know that. You
1: You know what? Here's the thing they are listening. They hate you for it. They say it's stupid. They say they don't care. And then they find themselves repeating it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're hear it. you right, Jane. You hear it coming out of their mouth and you're like, oh.
1: I'm 50 some years old. I repeat things my mom said to me that I know I hated at the time. And I thought were very <laughs> stupid.
0: Oh my gosh. I know. Okay. So Here's a question that's related to fashion. I just asked my 15-year-old daughter yesterday in the car. We were talking. She's like, Mom, do you like this top I'm wearing? And I'm like, oh, I love it. You know, it's so cute. I love the detail. Color blocking is really in right now. It's deep fall colors are totally in. And then I was like, honey, I have a question for you. Because when my older daughter, whenever I tell her something's in, she, she looks at me like I'm a sweet old lady with curlers in my hair and my pocketbook on my arm. The same way I look at my mom when I'm wearing a graphic tee and she tells me she likes my blouse. So... <laughs> Some of this is
1: inevitable. Okay, Bubba. We got you, Mom.
0: I'm like, honey, not that I want to talk like a teenager, but I'm just curious. This is more like of a linguistic
1: inquisition. This is (laughs)
0: nomenclature. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys say when something's like in style or you know, trending or whatever, how do you say that? And she's like, I don't even know, Mom, but the way you say it is not the way. I know. I mean, not that I'm going to change. I'm just, you know, I'm curious. <laughs>
1: and you know, I don't understand. Like, I just think I'm talking like that is lit. And they're like, God, don't try- stop trying to be so extra. And I'm like, I- I'm not trying to be extra. I just think it's lit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm using the term
0: correctly, even if you don't want to admit it, sir. <laughs> you know, I watch SNL too.
1: Okay, yeah. No, why
0: can't I use fribiage?
1: I can use my verbiage any way I want to.
0: That's right. Don't even. And
1: when they call me a boomer, I always look it up to show them I am not a boomer. I'm a Generation X person. Uh Stop calling me that.
0: (laughs) My parents are boomers. Jane's not a boomer. Not a boomer. (laughs) Good Lord. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you're so much fun. I think I could talk to you all day. What is one surprising thing about you that nobody would be able to tell just by looking?
1: I met my husband because he was my tennis pro. <laughs> I used to play a ton of tennis.
0: You little vixen.
1: You can tell by my size because they look just like Serena Williams. Not. I used to say I live for tennis because I did. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm impressed with your coordination because I tried to be good at tennis and I was a good gymnast-ish, kind of, for my giant body. But I cannot. Anything with a sphere flying in three dimensions.
1: The the eye hand coordination thing is not so easy, but I just am lucky there. I was a basketball player in high school. You know, certain things I'm afraid of, like softball. I played not all the way through high school because Sue Adams and I, Sue, one of my good friends, I was in center field. She was in left field. It was warm ups and somebody hit a pop fly and we both ran straight ahead and bumped into each other. And oh, fell wow. like boom, right back down like a cartoon character. And the wind was knocked out. And I was like, that was my last day of softball. I never played again. <laughs> was like, this is a dangerous sport. Who knew softball was a contact sport? <laughs> it was awful. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was dying. I hated That's Sue so Adams. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Did Sue Adams continue playing? Did she come out on top on the scenario? I really
1: wasn't worried about her, Joanne. I don't know. <laughs> Who
0: cares what Sue Adams did? <laughs> Tell my listeners the thing that you want to make sure they know about from our conversation.
1: You know what I want people to know is that you can do this. I started a business when I was 25 years old. I didn't have connections. I didn't have money. I didn't have my family investing in me. I didn't have Kickstarter. I went to FIT, which is a great school. I was so not the best designer. I barely made it through pattern making class. I was a good draper. There is nothing that special about me and I've achieved what would be perceived as, and I agree is great success and made lots and lots of money. My clothing line business and my wholesale and boutique was profitable 13 out of 14 years until I sold it. Wow. And then here's how um, (laughs) boss I am. When I sold it, one of the payments was $40,000. The woman who buys it, she gives me a physical check for $40,000 which I put in my purse and lost. Literally misplaced it. Oh no,
0: (laughs) your purse ate that check.
1: (laughs) I knew knew purses did that. I mean, how embarrassing it is to be like, okay, your first payment is due on the 30th. She gives me the check. And then I'm like, um, could you write that check again? I literally had to call her back and say, I lost the check. And I did. And And that's when I wondered aloud, do I have ADHD? Like, what is going on? (laughs) turns out I kind of do, but I didn't know that. I just said, I'll pay for the cancellation fee of the check. And uh, yeah, she had to send me a new check. Uh. But I guess what I'm trying to say is the reason that I have been successful is just because honestly, I never quit. I never stopped. And like, even when you said, what are your embarrassing stories? I had to think hard about them. I don't remember them. I don't focus on them. I did a talk once for the Girl Scouts of the United States, the Girl Scouts, you know, there's like 400 Girl yeah. Scouts in the, in the crowd. Like it was a big crowd. I was on a big stage. It was a very important thing. So all these like seven year old girls. Right. And one of them raises her hand and she says, um, Miss Hamill, you've told us quite a bit about how wonderful and successful you've been. Um, could you tell us please, Miss Hamill, an example of when things didn't go well and you failed in your business. And I was like, oh, God, look at you. Yeah.
0: That girl is someone to watch.
1: That is Savannah Guthrie right there. And so I was like, uh, yeah, totally, Oprah. I can. Um, Yeah, for sure. I failed so many times. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. A lot of things have gone wrong in my business. And I've, yes. uh, Could not Mm -hmm. think of one thing. It means I'm psycho, completely psycho. And I erase unpleasant things from my brain. Or it means I'm like a quarterback where – you take the hit. I mean, to be a quarterback, dear God, you have to have a short memory because how many times you get knocked down? I couldn't do it in softball. I quit the first day, but in business, I didn't, they're like, Oh yep, lost $25,000 next. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit deranged, but I also think it served me super, super well as an entrepreneur.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Totally. Okay. Tell my listeners all the places where they can find you online.
1: Oh, absolutely. My site is Janehammel.com, and that is if anybody has anything they want to sell online or coaching or consulting or whatever, you want more traffic to your site and you don't want to have a big ad spend. You can learn content and email marketing there. I also have a podcast called The Jane Hamill Podcast, super clever name. And then uh, the gram is at Jane Hamel shy C-H-I, because I'm in Chicago and Facebook. Jane Hamill's Fashion Brain Academy. And I love hearing from you. So if you listen to this episode and you have a comment or anything, just like DM me or whatever. I really, really enjoy talking to women, entrepreneurs, other moms, people who are just trying to get through their day and do their best and succeed and thrive.
0: Yes, definitely reach out to Jane. You will not be disappointed. Okay. Oh my gosh, Jane, you have been so much fun. Thank you so, so much for spending the time and chatting with me today.
1: It is my absolute pleasure. I love it. I love talking to you. You're just a a breath of fresh air.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast this week. Make sure to check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 9-3 so that you can check out all the links we discussed. Next week on the show, we have Shondell Mon, who has a really funny, embarrassing story about a cultural misunderstanding that had to do with food in Bath, England. If you have a story to tell, be brave. Go to fancyfreepodcast.com, click the red button, record me a voice memo, I'll clean it all up, and then you can be on the show in our listener stories segment. It'd be so much fun. I love those. If you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. It's our private little slice of the internet. I would love it if you'd follow Fancy Free Podcast on Instagram and tell at least one friend about the show. Make sure you check out shelfieshop.com, that's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com and use the coupon code FANCYFREE for free shipping on what will become your favorite loungewear for the bra-free zone and for incognito pajama wearing out in public. I promise you'll be hooked. Have a wonderful week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.